I want to talk to you tonight about God's ability to save. God's ability to save. I want you to know that God is able to save. Why do we do what we do here at Promised Land Church? Because God is able to save. God is able to save to the uttermost. I want you to know that there's not anybody in this room, there's not anybody in this community, there's not anybody in the world that is beyond the reach of God. God is able to save to the uttermost. Why do you preach, preacher? Because God's ability to save. Why do we do Awana? Because of God's ability to save. Why do we do Sunday school? Why do we do all that we do? Because God is able to save. And the message that promised land must preach until Jesus returns is that God has the ability to save. What man cannot do for you, what preachers cannot do for you, what religion cannot do for you, what a church membership cannot do for you, God can do for you tonight. Are you with me this evening? I want you to know what your mom and daddy couldn't do for you, what your grandparents could not do for you, God can do for you this evening. And when I look to John 3.16, and I see this powerful verse, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I see within this verse that number one, God loves us. I want you to understand That nobody in this world loves you more than an almighty God. The God of heaven loves you. You say, my dad loves me, my mama loves me, my spouse loves me. Friend, God loves you more. God loves you. And that's what we find in this verse, that God loves us. And He loves us so much that He gave us. You see, God loves us and God gave us. I want you to understand that His love was to the point that He was willing to give you His only begotten Son. I want you to know that I would not give you my only Son, but God did. And that that is how much love that He has for us that He was willing to give us. You know why God can save us? Because God gave us. And number three, we find in this that God saves us. God loves us, God gave us, and God saves us. I want you to know what it says at the very end, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to know that God can save you tonight. God can save your soul. What does it mean, preacher, to be saved? What does it mean to be saved this evening? Because you look out and you ask about salvation. When I witness, I never ask anybody, are you saved? Because this world has no idea what salvation is. And when you say, are you saved, you end up talking about religion. And what I do is when I get there, I say, if you die right now, where are you going to spend eternity? Because this is what salvation is. We are sinners, and we're dying and going to hell. And salvation is the act of God stepping in the midst of our sin with the capability and the authority to come in to forgive us of our sins and to save us everlasting, never perish. Isn't that beautiful? Everlasting. I want you to know that what God saves, Satan cannot kill anymore. I want you to know that if God saves you, you will be everlasting. That means I will last for all of eternity. That means when this whole body is gone and dead and in the ground, this spirit is going to be with the Lord. Hello? I want you to know that it is good to be saved. 
And I want you to know the most important thing in this life is what you do with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how much money. It doesn't matter your prosperity. It matters whether or not you're going to heaven or to hell. And I want you to know this evening that this preacher wants you to go to heaven. But more than all, God wants you to go to heaven because He loves you, because He gave you, and because He can save you. I want you to know that God can save you. I want you to know that He can do what I can't do. He can do what religion cannot do. He can do what Sunday school class cannot do. Only God can save us. I want you to know we elevate man too high. I want you to know we elevate religions too high. Listen to me. God is the only one that has the authority to save. He's the only one. He has the power, He has the ability, and He has the authority. I'm glad that salvation is not based on my ability, but it's based on the ability of God. (laughs) I'm glad my eternity is not based on my ability. Oh, I'm glad hell and heaven is not based on my ability. But I'm glad it's based on the ability of God. Because you know why it feels up to me, I'm going to die and go to hell. But I'm glad it's on His ability tonight and not ours. I want you to notice something about His ability to save. Why is He able to save? Because number one, He's able to call us. Look in John chapter 6. Oh man, I love this. And I'm going to ask for your attention as we go through this. And I'm going to be very quick. I'm going to be blunt. And I'm going to be to the point. And then after this, we're going to have an invitation. And it's going to be opened up so that you can respond to the Scripture and to the invitation that God gives us in the Bible. He's able to save because He's able to call us. John 6, 44, the Bible said that no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. I want you to look over in verse 65. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me, except it were given unto him of my Father. I want you to know he's able to save us because he's able to call us. I want you to know that salvation was not initiated by me. The very day that I got saved, it was not initiated by me, but it was initiated by God. I didn't go looking for God. God came looking for me. He seen that I was lost. He seen that I was undone without God or His Son. And He came to me in the midst of my sin. He came to me where I was and convicted me of my sin and told me that, Josh, if you die without me, if you die without a personal relationship with my son Jesus, you're going to die and go to hell. I want you to know that I was comfortable. I was relaxed in my life. I thought I had everything going right for me. I thought I had it all figured out. And one day the Word of God was preached to me and the Holy Spirit began to convict me and began to pierce me and began to tell me that not everything's okay. It began to tell me that you better get right before it's too late. And the Holy Spirit began to give me these feelings and these thoughts that I never had before. You know what that was? That was God coming to me. I want you to know that God initiates salvation. If you're going to get saved, it's not going to be because of you. It's going to be because of Him. And I want you to know that He's able to reach you where you are tonight. And He's able to reach you in your money, in your prosperity, in your wickedness, wherever you are. He's able to call you. 
And He's able to reach out to you. And I'm glad that He can go into the bar joints. I'm glad He can go south of town. Christians don't want to go there, but God will. Hello? God don't mind crossing the tracks. Hello? God doesn't mind going to the other part of town. He doesn't mind going to the sinners. He doesn't mind going to the homosexuals. He doesn't mind going to that crew. Because they need to be saved. And I'm glad that God comes to us in the midst of our sins to call us and tell us that we're lost and we're undone and we need to be saved. And I've said this before, but about two weeks before I got saved, Monroe, Louisiana, I heard Glenn Payne of the cathedrals sing, We Shall See Jesus. And that very night, I got lost. That very night, I said, I'm not going to see Jesus. I fought it two weeks. What was that? That was God calling me. That was God saying, you need to be saved. I can preach all day long, and I'll hush eventually. But God won't quit calling. God won't hush. Because He loves you, and He wants you to be saved. And when the preacher's done, and the songs are done, and the piano's done, I'm glad God's not done. And I'm glad He wasn't done with me. And He called me, and He convicted me. And oh, He just poured His love upon me of that sweet Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm glad He didn't leave me alone. Amen. Oh, I'm glad He didn't leave me alone, but He called me. And He said, Josh, I want you to be saved. The Bible says, I've heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you're sitting here under the sound of my voice and you're lost, may I tell you that your day of salvation is right now. Your day of salvation is right now. Preacher, I don't have time. Friend, you have time tonight to get right with God. You better get right before time has got away from you. Because there's coming a day God's going to end all this and He's going to come back. It could be that this is your last day on planet earth. Friend, you better get right with God tonight. Because right here, right now, He's calling you. And He said, right now is the accepted time. Right now is the day of salvation. You know why He can save us? Because He can come to us in our stubbornness. He can come to us in our cold hearts and call us out. And say, it's time for you to get right. And I'm glad God called me. You know what? You say, preacher, who does he call? It's the best part of the whole message. For whosoever. For whosoever. I'm so sick of this. He only called certain ones. That's heresy. He called whosoever. I'm glad he's willing to save to the uttermost. No matter who it is. It's not if you're poor or you're rich. It's that you're lost or you're saved. If you're lost, it's time to get saved. Because He called you to be saved. He is reaching out to you right now in this place at this moment saying, It's time to be saved. Oh, it's time to be saved. Oh, I remember gripping that pew. I had a 94-year-old man tell me the other day, Preacher, I remember when I was 13 gripping that pew. Oh, I remember the Holy Spirit convicting me. Oh, I didn't want to do it. But he said, Preacher, that was the best walk I've ever made in my life. That's the best decision I ever made. Look in John 3 and 3. Oh, if you're with me, say amen. John 3, 3. Please sit with me. He's able to save us because He's able to call us. He's able to save us because He's able to convert us. 
I'm glad He can convert us tonight. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Preacher, how am I going to get saved? You've got to get born again. <sighs> born again. Yeah, you've got to get born again. That means that old nature that you have is what's sending you to hell. And that very nature that you have and that you were born with is what has damned you and condemned you to, the, to a devil's hell. That's why we got to get born again. It is so much more than saying words. Hello? It's so much more than a repeat after the preacher. It's getting born again. It's receiving a new nature. <laughs> it's receiving a new life. It's receiving a new heart. I want you to know that if you're going to go to heaven, you're not going to go because of religion. You're not going to go because you repeated a prayer. You're going to go because you got born again. And the only way to see the kingdom of God and to enter in that place called heaven is to be born again of the Spirit of God. And I want you to know that you can be born again tonight. He can make you a new creature. He can reach you where you are and bring you out of that lifestyle. He can save you tonight. He can reach in the midst of your sin. He can reach you in the midst of your adversity. He can reach you where you are tonight and convert you. Friend, He calls us and He converts us. He converts us. Salvation is not on me. Salvation is on Him. You know why I'm going to heaven? Not because I changed, but because He changed me. And salvation is not about our conversion and what we've done or the preacher's done, but it's how God converts us. Now let's just think of here. Thirteen years old, dying and going to hell, Scared to death. All eyes look at me, please. Everybody, this is serious. And here I am, not knowing what to do. But bless God, He gave me a good daddy that knew the Bible. And he said, son, this is what you need to do. You need to call out to Jesus. And my dad could do a lot, but he could only do so much. And I knelt down in my parents' bed, and I began to pray, and I asked God to save me. Because He called me. But friend, I want you to know he converted me. You say, how did he convert you? When I knelt down on my knees, I was dying and going to hell. But when I got up, I was dying and going to heaven. That's a conversion. Hello? That's a change. I want you to know that I fell on my knees going to hell, but I woke up going to heaven. That's a change. That's a conversion. Man, so many times we get down and we get up with no change. Salvation, there's always a change. There's going to be a conversion. Because in order for you to go to heaven, you've got to get born again. You've got, you got to receive that new nature. And that very day I got up and boom, I was going to heaven. I got down as an old sinner, an enemy of God, alienated. I got up reconciled. Whoo, ain't that good? Man, I fell down dying and doomed for hell. I got up just excited. Man, I fell down with tears in my eyes. Oh, God. Oh, merciful God. And I got up singing victory in Jesus. I'm not going to sing it for you. I may run you out of here. But I'll sing in victory in Jesus. Man, that's a change. That's a conversion. Let me tell you something. If He can call you, He can convert you. I've heard it, and I've heard it, and I've heard it. 
He can't do it, preacher. I'm telling you, He's able. He's able. He's able to convert you, to change you. I want you to look over, and I'm going to be done in Romans chapter 8. The end of Romans chapter 7, the Apostle Paul begins to talk about sin. And he begins to talk about sin in his life. And he got to the place in verse 24 of Romans 7. He said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Friend, that's who we are tonight. We're a wretched man that needs to be saved. Who shall save me? Who shall deliver me? Then he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man, I'm glad he was able to save me. Oh, I was wretched. Oh, I'm a sinner. But he's able to save me. I want you to notice he's able to conserve us. Look here in Romans 8 and verse 1. This is probably one of the most beautiful verses. Oh, I love it. There is therefore now. Paul said I was lost and I was dying and I was going to hell. I met Jesus and I got saved. Oh, listen to me now. He said, but now. Therefore now. No condemnation. To them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Isn't that beautiful? Can y'all amen that? If you're saved, you ought to amen that. You know what that means? That once you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, you can never go to hell. And I want you to know that He can never judge you for you being a sinner. Okay? Because that judgment was put upon the cross, and the very day you got saved, you accepted it as your own. Isn't that beautiful? There's therefore no condemnation. There's therefore no condemnation. I want to look back in John 3. I'll say it again, then I'll be done. (laughs) I've heard that a lot, hadn't you? But in verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He didn't come to condemn, but He came to save. I want you to know that He can conserve you tonight. What does that mean? That means if you would give your life to Jesus and be saved tonight, that you will never perish, but you'll have everlasting life. And there will be no more condemnation. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I wonder. I wonder how many people may listen to this sermon, but they go on and they say, Nope, not for me. Not for me. There's coming a day you're going to stand before a holy and righteous God. And he's going to say, you heard that skinny preacher down there in promised land. And he tried to tell you about me. And now you're going to have to face condemnation. Now you're going to have to face a judgment that you don't have to. Can I tell you something today? That every person in hell at one time had an opportunity to be saved. There is more in hell than there is in heaven. And every one of those individuals in hell tonight had an opportunity to be saved. Every one of them. God didn't send any of them. They sent themselves by denying Jesus. Let me tell you something. God's not sending you to hell. You are. God's trying to save you. God's trying to rescue you. God's trying to redeem you. He done bought you. (laughs) 
He done done everything. I know that's horrible English, but He done done everything that needs to be done for you to be saved. But all you've got to do is accept it and give your life to Him tonight. I want to prepare for Him of invitation. I want everybody to stand. And if you're saved tonight, I want to ask you just to pray. Pray. There may be somebody in this place that's lost. Would you pray right now? God's need to pray. Maybe there's somebody on your heart that's not here that needs to be saved. Pray right now. Lost person, as she plays, as we sing here in a minute, I'm going to ask you to walk this aisle. Hymn number 399. And let me show you how to be saved. Walk this aisle. Let me take the Bible and let me show you how to be saved. I cannot save you, but I know a man who can tonight.